Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Zeller back in COVID protocol again as the Caps face the Islanders tonight. The Metropolitan Division race starts to tighten. And radio play-by-play man Chris King from the Islanders will join us. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, March 15th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals bring a five-game point streak and a two-game home winning streak into tonight's game against the New York Islanders at 7th and F. It's the longest streak for the team without a regulation loss since November, and they've done it in large part by starting to score goals again. Washington in the month of March has scored four goals or more in four of their first five. Vitek Vanacek, who's expected to start in goal tonight for the Caps, brings a personal four-game winning streak into the tilt against the Isles. And of the 22 games left for the Caps this season, three of them, including tonight, will be against the Islanders, a team expected to be among the sellers in the NHL leading up to the trade deadline next Monday afternoon. We'll talk more on the Isles in just a few minutes with Isles radio voice Chris King. Back in November, when the Capitals were in Anaheim to take on the Ducks, Lars Eller tested positive for covid Throughout the team's West Coast swing that week, Eller was quarantined at the team's hotel in Orange County, suffering from symptoms while he was there. Before the team left to return home Sunday from Vancouver, Eller again tested positive and had to stay behind in quarantine for a second time this season, this time in British Columbia. His status for this week very much unknown as the Caps face the Islanders at home tonight before heading to Columbus and Carolina Thursday and Friday. In Eller's absence at practice yesterday, Connor McMichael moved from the wing to center on the third line, and Daniel Sprong, who has not played since March 3rd against Carolina and only one game since February 15th, went through line rushes on the left side with McMichael and Tom Wilson. That will likely be the team's third line tonight against the Islanders. All right, well, you've heard about the Caps. Now we look at tonight's opponent, the New York Islanders, winners of three in a row in regulation for the first time this season. And Chris King, their radio voice, joining us here. Uh, Chris, it's been quite an up-and-down season for the Islanders, and I guess more down than up. But as of late, as mentioned, three in a row in regulation. Is this the best this team's played all season? Uh, You can make a case for that, John, certainly. I know they had one run early in the year during that crazy 13-game road trip that opened the season where they were 5-0-2, so that was points in seven straight. But as you mentioned, the fact that it's three straight in regulation, something they haven't done before, and you know they've won four out of five as the Caps have, uh, I would say yes. Uh, You could say it's probably the best run or, or even with the best run they had during that crazy long road trip to begin the year. Amazing that we really haven't seen you guys very much. Three times in the last 22 games is the Caps and the Isles, including one at UBS Arena in the final week of the regular season. If it could happen to the Isles, it's probably happened this year. The 13-game road trip, all the COVID issues, the injuries, this has been a frustrating season for the Isles. 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head perfectly, John. It, it, you know, Barry Trotz has been asked about it over and over again and said you couldn't write a script. You could not write a script from, again, the longest road trip in NHL history to open a season. They get through that, and they were actually pretty good. They were just a game under 500, you know, through those 13 games, and then they get home. And this is a, an arena that fans have waited decades for, and suddenly COVID hits like you wouldn't believe, and their first seven home games are all losses because they're more Bridgeport Islanders playing than New York Islanders. And finally, you know, when they hit that magic 10th player on the COVID list mark, the league did shut them down quite a bit, and that forced, I believe, 21 postponements or cancellations. They had stretches where they went 10 days without a game, 11 days without a game. They played twice in a 24-day span. So, again, just can't get any rhythm. 19 players have tested positive for COVID. Three coaches, including Barry Trotz, three staff members. So 25 people on the COVID list. Injuries, Ryan Pollock, their best defenseman, missed two and a half months with a lower body injury. Semyon Varlamov, the former capital, you know, missed the start of the year with an injury. Then he went on the COVID list and got stuck in Calgary because that's where he tested positive. So, yeah, it's just been the perfect storm of events against them. And just now, maybe finally starting to feel like they've got their footing. But is it too late with just a quarter of the season remaining? And that segues perfectly into current events because this is just as nuts to me after all the road games that you mentioned early, 13 in a row, there's still a ton left, which is crazy. 15 to 26 on the road over 46 days away from UBS Arena. That is one heck of a grind. That's nasty. Yeah, it is. But you know what, John? Because they just completed the six-game homestand. So prior to that homestand, it was more home than away. But you're, you're right on the numbers there. It's 15 out of the last 26. The good news is, you know, if you look at the next four in particular, it's Washington, it's the Rangers, it's Philadelphia, it's Boston. So it's teams that are so close. You know, you're talking about a half-hour flight at the most and then a short little, uh, you know, ride into Manhattan or down to Philly, which is just an hour on the turnpike. So the good news is those next four road games are all relatively close. Tell me about UBS Arena. We didn't get there the first time. We are coming the second time. Going to be there for the first time. Radio crew, TV crew, we're going to be there for the game in the last week of April. It looks terrific on TV. You mentioned that the decades that have been waiting for this building to open, it looks as advertised to be just a terrific, terrific facility. It is, John, and there's no doubt about it. And that's a tribute to the Islander ownership group uh, led by John Ledecky and Scott Malkin. When they had this idea to, to build this arena, they said, we're not only going to visit every NHL arena, we're going to go to every NBA arena, every Major League Baseball stadium, every football stadium, all the four major sports. They hit nearly every one of those homes and, and just took the best of every one of those and talked to the fans. John Ledecky is not the type of owner who sits in a suite and doesn't engage. You can find him on the concourse Every game, Nassau Coliseum, Barclays Center in Brooklyn, he estimates he talked, estimated he talked to 4,000 fans just to say, what do you like about the Coliseum? What don't you like about it? So everything that fans loved about the Coliseum, the low ceiling, the fact that the noise stays in, the great seats that are tight to the ice, they've got a monster lower bowl in this building. All those things that they liked about the Coliseum have been addressed, but all those things they didn't like have been corrected. So it's got According to John, the most bathrooms of any building in North America. It's got the largest lower bowl of any building in North America, so it keeps the fans close to the ice. And it's got that ceiling, which is only six feet higher than the Coliseum was, to keep the noise in, too, and you know, give the fans what they really wanted to have in their minds, you know, the loudest building in the National Hockey League. They also created all those bar and restaurant areas, nine of them, I believe it is, that overlook the ice. So whenever you want to get something to eat or drink, you don't miss the game. It's got two beautiful outdoor terraces. They really did a spectacular job with it. 
be an easy way for Caps fans to get there, too. It's not far yeah. from here. Uh, certainly a new barn to check out. Get that on your list sooner rather than later. All right, back to the ice here. A part of this recent resurgence, scoring goals, yes, special teams, excellent. As those who have been around Barry Trotz in the past, no real surprise, the power play and penalty kills doing the job right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going into last, uh, going into their last game, uh, they had had power play goals in four straight games and scored six times in that run that did come to an end in the Anaheim game. And the penalty kill has been terrific. I think they'd only given up two power play goals against in the uh, previous seven games prior to Anaheim. So both really starting to come around on the power play. It's the usual suspects. It's Anders Lee, who's you know one of the best net front presence guys in the National Hockey League, and it's Brock Nelson, who's got a lethal wrist shot. And again, of those six power play goals in the Previous four games prior to Anaheim, Lee had three, Nelson had three. So those are the weapons there. And, and penalty killing, John, you know it's about goaltending. And both Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov, the former capital, have been terrific of late in that regard, really helping out the club when down a man. Final thought, and it is related to goaltending. Ilya Sorokin, we knew, was going to be the guy eventually. Is he the guy now? It certainly seems that he could be. Yeah, I, I think you'd have to say, John, uh, and again, no fault of Varley's. He started the year still battling soreness with a knee issue that went back to the playoffs. So Ilya Sorokin started the first nine straight games. And then I told you Varlamov tested positive for COVID in Calgary, got stuck in Canada for almost a week, and, and Sorokin started eight more in a row. So if you look at the numbers, the Islanders have 24 wins this year. Sorokin has 20 of them, and Semyon Varlamov just four. So but Varley of late has really come on strong. Is uh, two starts ago, he made 44 saves, was our best player in a loss to the Avalanche, and then finally picked up his first win since mid-January in his last outing, where he was terrific as well. But I think you could say, you know, Sorokin certainly has taken that number one mantle away from him, if only because of illness and COVID. Right now, uh, you know, Ilya, you could make a case, has been the most valuable player for the Islanders with, again, 20 of the 24 wins, and especially on a home ice. Sorokin's uh, been one of the best goaltenders in the league, numbers-wise. Goals against average number one, save percentage number two on home ice this year. Second of four. Can't believe it's only the second time this has happened this year, but it is. Caps and Islanders tonight. Kinger, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, always great talking hockey with you, John. Thanks for having me. There's your lowdown on tonight's opponent from Chris King. Here's your snapshot of the Metropolitan Division, where the race has tightened quite a bit, particularly from second to fourth. As of this morning, the Carolina Hurricanes holding down the top spot with 87 points, a six-point lead on the Penguins for second. It gets interesting now from there. The Rangers are in third as the morning kicks off with a game in hand on Pittsburgh, and they're only two points back of the Pens. Win that game in hand, New York suddenly draws even with second-place Pittsburgh. But the Capitals now are just five back of the Rangers for third after tumbling into the second wildcard spot during a January and February slump. Avoiding Carolina and Florida would almost certainly help Washington's playoff chances, and suddenly, that's in reach again. Thanks to a sudden uptick over the last two weeks, there's a lot on the line with 22 games to go. The trade deadline sits now just six days away. It's the Caps and the New York Islanders tonight at 7, 6.45 airtime on 106.7 a fan and Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. Caps game day will get you started on the digital side. Your extended pregame show gets going this afternoon at 4 o'clock. CapsRadio247.com is where you find it among Ben's guests this afternoon from NBC Sports Washington. Alan May will be stopping by. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cavs! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.